0: Wasta Wasta Dallas. Welcome to another episode of Yanni Long Days. First things first, I got a lavalier on so I can move around. I can do a little black comedy if I want. I got a stool here too, I can hop. I'm ready to do a little physical comedy if need be because a lot of people were complaining that my voice comes in and out, but that's because I like to move. I also like to adjust the microphone. Okay? I also like to adjust my pants and boxers around my schween because I used to think my penis was getting smaller and smaller, but here's the deal. After Corona, I got skinnier and my penis was not getting stuck to the side of my leg as much. So I realized my penis actually shrinks when I get fatter. So when there's more leg and stomach around it, it pulls the penis into it. So there's a finite amount of meat down there that either gets distributed into the peen when you're skinny and then when you're fat. It's that area is kind of socialist and redistributes the mass into all the areas around there. First things first, let's cover some business. I am back on tour and by tour I mean I got two dates. One, of course, which is in Florida because Florida is America in 1997. It's America's penis and it's hard, baby. So you can catch me at the classy side splitters in Tampa. So look that up because I don't remember the date, but I got a lot of time because it's in September. So I'm coming for one night only there. Um, Get your tickets for that. And in the immediate future, you can catch me at my good friend, Soul Joel, Joel Richardson's, Club in Royersford, PA, the capital of America. That is right. When we get attacked by China, we're all going to retreat to Royersford, think of a plan, and die like the Spartan 300s there. That's what will die in Royersford. It's a beautiful place. He has a heated dome, so it's outdoor, socially distanced, BYOB. Uh, Get your tickets, yanaspappascomedy.com, or just Google it. Um, I am there March 13th, 7 p.m., Soul Joe's Comedy Club in Royersford, PA. We got our little peanut gallery here. And here's the thing when you get older. I got to take off the Magnum P.I. glasses and put on my all-people glasses here. What are you guys saying? Huh? I'm going to be a grandpop soon. I I had my kid in my 40s just like my parents had me. And uh, I wonder, am I her father and grandfather at the same time? (laughs) I'm definitely, when I'm going to see her games, I'm definitely going to get hit with your granddaughter. beautiful. It's going to happen a few times. That's why I have to rely on the strong jeans and stay young. I got to stay young by eating pizza and putting weight back on, which is what I've done. Now I know I can tell how much weight I've put on by how uncomfortable my penis is in my, if I have to adjust it, that means that the balls and the penis are clumping together because the penis is too small. Cause that means I'm fat. And that's a callback to what I just said before. Now, how do you know a baby is Greek? It won't take the nipple without a little hair on it. So, yeah, I mean, we got some kids who are just Googling on the Internet, throwing throwing jokes into the podcast. But because I read it, it made it onto this podcast forever, that bad joke. So that's just how we do it here. It's live. There's people who are talking to me right now. And what a week we had. I'm telling you, it is, it is very difficult to be a dad everyone said you know oh everyone when you have a kid goes oh you're never gonna get any sleep again you're never gonna get any sleep you will never sleep again say goodbye to your sleep and um yeah if you're the mom say goodbye to sleep i sleep like a baby on the couch no because I snore so my wife kicks me out and I go oh shucks I gotta sleep on the couch again I get a full night's sleep while she sleeps with a baby monitor set up modern day parenting's hilarious you almost wonder like how did kids even survive back in the day it's like we are so spoiled now uh last night my wife goes where's the baby's arm because on the screen first of all we have fucking military technology watching the child We have night vision goggles like we're fucking Marines raiding Fallujah looking for uh, Barack Hussein. Barack Hussein? Yeah. Hussein Obama. (laughs) We're looking for Al-Jabbar. What's his name, dog? It's been so long I don't even remember his name, dog. Dude, I don't know what to do in this Trump— I don't know what to do in this post-Trump world. Comedy is in trouble right now. Um, uh, Osama bin Laden. That's what it is. I got— Yo, I just, I, you ever get into a taxi cab, old school, before, uh, before Uber? I mean, they're disappearing, but the old school taxi cabs, you would get in, and you would see every name in the news in one name. You would see Barack, Hussein, Obama, uh, Al-Jabar, um, um, Osama bin Laden, Hussein, Saddam. And you'd be like, that, that's his full name, dog. And why Why does it smell like Muppet chips in here? I don't even know what Muppet chips are, but if there was a thing that it smells like Muppet chips, those kids did not use deodorant. That is not a stereotype. It is cultural, and I respected it. You just had to deal with it. It had a sharp, sharp, old cheddar cheese smell that you just kind of, you know that sharp, it smelled like cigarettes and ass. And that's what it was, a mixture of fucking a 10% clean ass and ciggies was what your, uh, what your taxi used to smell like But yeah, man, the technology they got now for these kids. My wife's got the iPad set up. Then she's got the listening device. My mother-in-law's staying with us. She's got a listening device. I mean, dude, it's like the CIA is watching my baby. And all the baby's doing is sleeping in the other room. There's nothing possible that could really go wrong. And the only way you're going to prevent it from like dying in the middle of the night is to watch it all night. So look, if the baby dies, I love my daughter. But if like the baby dies, it's like. You know, you gotta respect who's trying to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't prevent it. Right, right, right. You can't. I don't want that to happen. Right. But it's like you almost feel like it was meant to happen because you can't. We can't watch this thing like it's like it's like it's a government building. We, you know, unless you get like shifts and every fucking couple of hours, like my dad in the Korean War, somebody would take a shift. I'm not gonna shit outside for my daughter. I'm not gonna have people guarding like. You know, but she's past the, pay, uh, the age of Sid, so you only have to do it for a little while. That's another thing that parents don't tell you. is like, yeah, you don't sleep for like a month, and then the baby sleeps for 20 hours. Isn't that a thing, though, where you have to let it cry? You have to let it cry. Goddamn, got to let it cry. Yeah. If I want my baby to be born an American, if I want my baby to be industrious and take care of herself, let me tell you something, little girl, you were born free. You're born free in this country, goddammit. Okay, Florida's a state of mind, brother. Baby, take your mask off, cry it out. Okay, I'm gonna bring a rattlesnake over, we're gonna bite ya just so your body can develop the anti-venom and the antibodies, brother. We're gonna set you free on the Arizona Plains. Let you kill Indians all on your own when you're four years old. You're an American, milk that goat yourself, brother. Go down, kill a cow, tip it over. What you're gonna do is you're gonna play barn basketball, high school night lights, brother. You're gonna bang the cheerleader. You're gonna eat it, Roy Rogers. You're gonna get yourself a Chick-Fil-A sandwich. You're gonna drive and old school Chevy down the road that belonged to your granddaddy you're gonna chew on hay you're gonna park your cowboy boots under the bed one at a time and on certain nights brother you're gonna go and get yourself a Bud Light lime Port right into that cowboy boot and hop on clubhouse app and drink it and hold court talking to 18 year old millennials who want to invest in bitcoin that's what you're gonna do brother because you're an american you're gonna turn on the on network and you're gonna find out where the next meeting for election justice is happening brother wherever nancy pelosi is we'll be there watching you girl we'll get you brother you're gonna try a little crystal meth and we'll wash it down with a little Carvel drive through That's what you're gonna do, brother. You're gonna go and get yourself a Dunkin' Donuts triple tall have you seen how big these fucking cups are getting now brother can i get a andre the giant size coffee with a caramel swirl and a microwave sausage egg and cheese because i'm an american god damn it i want a slurpee and i want a fucking oxycontin (laughs) that's america right now we should have our food it should be claimed as our cuisine do you know when you go to certain countries and they have their cuisines, you go to Italy, they're like, you have to try the leguine, and you have, they don't do, the focaccia. Let me tell you something, okay? That's one thing we improved, okay? We finished the focaccia and made it into pizza. I don't want a piece of dry bread with fucking dry tomato paste on it and one little onion piece. That's a focaccia. When you go to Italy, every store has a focaccia. Can get pizza? We have a focaccia, a potato. I don't want a potato focaccia. I don't want my French fries and my pizza mixed together. Okay? We finish the focaccia. focaccia just means a pizza that they stop making before they put the cheese and sauce on it. They just threw down a little tomato paste. But we should have an American cuisine. You come here and be like, oh, you got to try the Roy Rogers. It's delicious. The Gold Rush sandwich. You can do it on your own. You can put the amount of lettuce and onions that you want on your own, do it at yourself, your own fix it menu. You ever been to a Chinese buffet? Go, it's America, baby, we got our own cuisine. Try a hamburger, <laughs> hamburger and freedom fries. I haven't stopped. I didn't forget, George Bush isn't a good guy to me, okay? We're with we're, we're, we're the French, that was during the, the Bush era where we, we, there was a movement to call them freedom fries. Look, we've been over, we've been over for a while. Okay, we've been over. Texas is the last stand. It's the Alamo. Everyone's moving to Texas. Every, you know what the interesting thing is? There's this cognitive dissonance that we all have that I'm sure everyone throughout history has had when political violence starts in their country. Everyone just thinks it's gonna go away. They're like, you know what? Once, a Bi- once Biden gets in there, things are gonna cool down. Everyone's gonna be okay. Then you still see it's the winner too. And they're still marching. They were in D.C. the other night. It's like, what are they marching for now, Antifa? They're still yelling, burn it down. They're still harassing uh, restaurant patrons outside um, under heat lamps because it's not going to stop. And you feel this pull that people are going to Texas and Florida. It's probably the same pull that people from Venezuela and Cuba and the former uh, USSR had, and Germany and all these places and you know uh, places in Africa where there was civil strife, uh, the Middle East, Lib- the, the, word, the list goes on of places where there's strife and people flee. Now people used to flee to America, but now Americans are going like, where do I go? Where do I go? And there's only one place, Texas, <laughs> Texas, Where to, where you're born free and die free brother, if you're not in a city those are definitely starting to go blue and blue is starting to mean something that's uncomfortable it's starting to really mean something that's feeling a little uncomfortable where they have a few good points where you know what the the blue is starting to feel like it's starting to feel like it's all based on ideals and ideas and not on data which is scary you can't have one without the other you know, opinions are supposed to evolve once the data's in, and it doesn't seem that that happens on the left. The left are just going like, and AOC, or as I like to call her, a fucking star is born, baby, and she's got beautiful natties. But um, she was on 60 Minutes, and, you know, Anderson Cooper was like, you've been caught lying here, 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 and here. The post said this, 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 and she goes, well... And this is when you know it's over. This is when you know uh, truth is just what you can sell. She goes, well, you know, I think a lot of people like to get bogged down. They like, you know, with her Bronx accent. You know, a lot of people like to get bogged down on what facts are, what the, what the actual truth is, but what, what they're missing is the moral superiority. And you're like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. that's a slippery slope. That's a slippery slope. That's like when you get in fight, you get into a fight with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, depending on what your gender is. And um, um, let's just say, let's just say, uh, your boyfriend is, disciplines you, right? Punches you, and you go, "Hey, that's domestic abuse." And he goes, "Hey, I had a long day. I'm upset, and the sauce is not just right." Okay, that's my. You have a moral obligation. You have a moral obligation because morality is subjective, of course, because it's my culture. You can't discriminate against my culture. You can't enforce uh, international human rights law on me because my culture, it's all culturally relative. You have to respect other cultures. And my culture is in the Eastern block of Europe. If the sauce is not just right, if the potato ah, uh, if the potato pierogies don't come out just right, you get to get disciplined. And it's, it's morality, it's for the more, that's, you know, you, you can never put the uh, morality against the facts, above the facts. The facts have to dictate the morality. The morality can't dictate um, the facts. So it's a little backwards, but you know what? It's not, that's not, it's not a time for facts. It's a time for fun. And AOC is going to be fun. She's a fun one. She's going to be the president in a couple of years. And by that time, uh, it'll be Texas will be its own country and Florida will be its own country where um, Democrats who used to be people who used to be Democrats have joined Republicans and they're all living behind the lines of uh, no state taxes, which is really what it's about. I mean, it's not, even those people like to claim that they're doing something morally superior when really everyone's just trying to dodge a, dodge a bullet. They're trying to dodge a financial bullet, that's all, okay? They're trying to invest in Bitcoin. I still don't know what Bitcoin is. I still don't understand it. How do I pay for something with Bitcoin? I don't know. All I know is I'm sweating to death right now because the window's closed and we're in a pre-war apartment, okay? And if Bitcoin... There's a real estate agent here. She would go, that's the charm. This is a pre-war charm. And then you hear the hiss of the radiator and you see what's going on right now. This is what's going on right now. It is too fucking hot in here, but it's pre-war charm. I love how they spin everything, real estate agents. They go, this is a pre, the building is pre-war charm. Um, what that means is everything's about 200 years old. Um you will have a couple of uh guests, cockroaches, rats that that comes with the charm and a radiator that was built during the Spanish flu supposedly to make you open the windows. That's something Jesse read on the internet. So possibly um that's why the fucking radiators are so goddamn hot. But right now it is fucking hot in here. It is getting hot. And um yeah, we're at it, we're past the point where there's communi- and nobody's communicating anymore. Nobody's commu- nobody wants to admit that both sides are right. It's like, it's become what you can, what, 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 team you can get on. So for example, like if you're an alcoholic, you are both a dirtbag for your choices and you have a disease. Why can't you have both? Why can't you be both? Why is it? Oh, you know, he came in and you know he beat, he, beat our, he, he beat our dog to death and stole all my money and fell asleep on the street and I had to pick him up from the hospital for the 10th time and he had a broken nose um, and he disappeared for a week and he has another family in Toronto. Um, but you know, he's got a disease. He's got a disease. You can't blame him, he's diseased. It's not his fault, it's the alcohol. No, he's a fucking dirtbag. He's a dirtbag who makes choices, who also has, why can't it be both at the same time? Where's the law that says it has to be one or the other? Like, why? Where's the fluidity? Where's the non binary of this? Where's the non binariness Let's bring together, can't you be for gun control and pro-gun at the same time? Why can't you be both? Opposites attract. Who's the best sex you've had with in your life? Someone who you really enjoyed their company or someone who you fucking hated? That's the best. That's always the best. I don't know. There is this cognitive dissonance that's going on. I don't know if I finished this thought. Did I finish the thought? Yeah, where I was saying like, we, we want to believe that uh, we're we're the ones it's not going to happen to, but it's happening. I think I finished that thought. The cognitive dissonance. They're going like, that's going to go away. Poli- While the political violence has already started to happen, people are going like, everything's going to be fine. Just chill out. It's going to be fine. No, it's not. I'm moving to Austin. I'm buying a big, big gun. <laughs> you don't think there's going to be any coming together? There'd be no coming together, okay? And if you're trying to guess my politics from this... Look, I've told you many times, I am a nihilist fatalist who worships Air Max 1s and Air Max 95s. That's it. That's who I am. So what's your prediction in 20 years? In 20 years? Um, in 20 years, um, we are going to be completely run by robots, and that's going to be a great thing. We're already there. I mean, there's the, we don't have, the only thing we export now is bullshit. I've said that before. We don't make anything. It's just podcast, podcast producers, and those people who are trying to take those people down. Those are the three jobs left in America someone in front of the camera, someone behind the camera, and then somebody watching that, waiting for something to write about, about something they said to take them down. And then there's a whole industry that facilitates your apology, and then you gotta go live in the Siberia of the internet where you're just your apology doesn't do anything. Don't apologize, no matter what. Do not apologize, ever, ever. Yes, it is. We're gonna live in an era of robots, dude. Complete robots. We're living in there now. We just don't realize it. Much like the decay of America that's already started, we have a cognitive dissonance about how AI already runs. This is an AI right here. There's a bunch of people just watching this live, facilitated by AI. This is all fucking going to be made in a computer, which is all AI. Uh, We're already cyborgs. We just, it's in our phone, but you can't, you ever leave your phone at home? You feel like you've left a part of you at home. You'd rather cut your own hand off. It feels like your hand is missing. Like you can't even go about your day. You ever not have your phone and just be out in the world and you're just like, you feel this panic. You're like, what am I supposed to do? What am I, yeah, it's like it's on you all the time. So that's just going to increase until they imprint a microchip in your brain. And everyone's scared of uh, technology and I never understood that. All robots do is help us. They do eye surgery, they do heart surgery. Your computer gives you the exact specific porn that you need to move your monkey, okay? The exact thing, an endless supply of free porn, you know, that has completely destroyed the porn industry. I mean, I don't know what entertainers are thinking, okay? It's funny to watch like actors and comedians hold on. They're holding on, you know? They're going like, you know, Hollywood's not dead. It's like, have you seen music and porn? <laughs> Name me a porn star. Do you remember when there was porn stars? Do you remember? This was before your day. Before Andrew. We got Andrew here today. Um, what are you, like 17, 18, 19? 23. Okay, thank God. Yeah, thank God. If you were said 18, I was going to make you do a TikTok video. Remember back when we were kids, there was porn stars. It was like, everyone, it was a little weird because we were all jerking off to like five or six girls. Like there was a bukkake happening that these girls did not know about. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone was jerking off to like Amberlynn and you picked your favorite. It was, you were either an Amberlynn girl or what was the other one? Amber, Jenna Jameson. this is before Jenna James. I'm talking about the 80s. I'm talking about before where there was still a lot of hair down there. When the fumes, when the fumes roamed free, there was Amberlin and there was another Amber, Gingerlin. There was Amberlin and Gingerlin, and there were these two blonde girls. And then there was Seika. there was Seika. and then there was Mandingo, who just had like a huge, he had a rope. Kid had a rope, but he would just like dip it in and hold it, because when you when your dick is that big, you can't get the. He would just dip the top in, and the girls would go. Aah. Mandingo, Seika, uh, yeah, and some dudes like Gingerlin, some girls like Amberlin, and that was it. You had like three or four or five porn stars, and um, and then there was just like one or two, one or two uh, guys that you would see in every scene, you know. And uh, I used to love that. dude. He was so funny. He, he didn't even have that big of a schween, but he had personality. He would always say stuff like, "Oh, baby, don't call God, call Gus, make you fuss." <laughs> I can't remember his name. I don't remember his name. And then, of course, the dude who's going down now. Uh, Ron Jeremy was one of them. Back in the day, there was like a handful of stars, just like there used to be a handful of starlets. There was a handful of movie stars. A handful, you know, it's like your movie either had one, two, three, four, five, or six, seven movie stars in it, or else nobody was watching your movie. There was no independent movies and stuff like that. There was studios. They made a few movies. And there was a couple porn companies. They made a couple porns. And then what you would do is you'd get on your friend's shoulders... You'd put a raincoat on, and you'd go in with a rain hat, and you'd go, like, can I get a pack of Marlboros? And, uh, and then there'd be some Indian dude in the back who owned the store who didn't care about the police, who was feeding his family, who would give a 12-year-old a porn, a malt liquor, and a pack of Marlboros. Wait, where did you get your porn? There was like a—it would get handed down. There was like a porn like a black porn market porn. with your friends. Right. So your friend would watch it. This is, this is how it worked is your friend would get it. Everyone had one friend who would just like get it from his dad or he was just had the balls to walk in and pretend like he was 17 or whatever, or 18, whatever it was, even though he was like 12. So one kid would go and he'd have his mags by his bed or under the mattress. And then he would jerk off to them so many times he would just be, it would be done. Like he just couldn't, you know, he would do it. And then he would give it, he would pass it on. And it's funny because every one of your friends had a different time limit, which is funny. You know what I mean? Based on the friend, you knew, you knew whoever had it. You're like, okay, in like two days, it's my turn because, uh, you know, Jimmy has it. And then if it was somebody else, you're like, I'm going to have to wait a month because this kid really falls in love with these girls. The load, the huh? load. Yeah, yeah, Dame? Damo? <laughs> Can't say real names, but yeah. Yeah, so you would, um, you would just keep passing them around. That's how we got them. We'd pass them around. Somebody would walk in and get them, and then you'd pass them around. And then finally, you had to throw them out. And that was the whole thing, throwing them out because you didn't want— And you don't want your parents to see it. So you couldn't really... We didn't grow up with fireplaces either because we grew up in New York and Brooklyn. No fireplaces. So throwing them out was always a mission. You had to put them in a bag. Do you remember this? This is all true. You'd put them in a bag. And the bag would have to be like a black bag. You'd put them in a bag. You'd tie them up. You'd put them in your book bag. You'd go outside and then you'd you'd throw them in a public garbage can. That's the only way you could throw them out. You couldn't have a clear bag. You couldn't have... You know, It was so much harder to be a dirt bag back yeah. then. You yeah. know, you had to go into a store, you know, if you wanted to go if you wanted to go to like a booth, like one of those porn stores, those things are all out of business now. Yeah. It's it's only you can only go there and buy a butt plug now. That's it. They're only good for like when you can get those online. Who doesn't want to get that online now? Because the thing was you used to have to walk into the store and you'd have to deal with that kind of, you know, that eye contact on like and it was just mutually assured destruction there. Yeah. What would happen is You wouldn't want someone to see you go in. And I don't know this from any experience, by the way. But I assume you didn't want anyone to see you going in. So outside, there's the normal people. And that's where you kind of hover around. You ever see a guy hovering, guy hovering around? That guy's either waiting for a hooker to call him back because she's looking out her window going, okay, he's not a cop. Or he's waiting for an opening where the street dies down and he can just zoom into a porn store because it's the inside going in where you don't want to get caught. Once you're in there, there's an understanding. You look at that guy, that guy looks at you and we go, we're animals. We're both fucking dirty, dirty people. You're not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. I don't care if I see you tomorrow at a parent-teacher's conference and our kids end up being social friends at school. This is not leaving this room. I will never ever acknowledge that I recognize your face from from the steam box. Remember the names they used to have? Playpen? Yeah, Playpen or or Flash Dancers or uh or uh the the Fun Hut or whatever they used to have. Playpen was a good one. I remember Playpen. We filmed in there at Playpen once. So you'd have to walk in and then you would you would have to go into a booth and uh I don't know why nobody invented anything better. You would just jerk off on the floor. This is a dirty episode, but life is dirty, okay? You would just, and then there'd be a guy who'd come and just mop it up. So, yeah, I mean, could they not think of a like a, you know, could they not think of like a rotating floor, like an escalator where it's like that one's done and it goes under the ground and a fresh one comes up? You ever ever walk into one where the guy who's supposed to clean it up is on a cigarette break? And you're like, guy, I mean, how long's your cigarette bake? There's a fucking pile of mashed potatoes in there. Uh, You don't have to do that anymore. No. It's all gone. It's all gone. The world's changed. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's too easy now. It's kind of too easy in a lot of ways to be a freak, which is, I don't know what that's doing to our psyche. I don't know. It's like, you ever try to have a a, thing? This affects our psyche. We are conditioned by our environment, and now this is our environment. Like Drew's here; his whole life has probably been computers, right? Yeah. Like if you if you get a little curious about if you get a little curious about she ladies, nobody's gonna see what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You'll you, nobody will ever know. So you can explore. Like I don't know what this does to people's psyches. All I know is it makes us not deal with inconveniences very well, and it makes everything feel like an inconvenience where otherwise it wouldn't really be an inconvenience. It's created a society of absolute fucking spoiled brats. That I know for sure. But you wonder, nobody ever wonders what this has done at large to our psyche. Even doing this podcast, like after a year of me talking every week, doing a bonus episode, doing live videos, just one way conversations. You think I'm going to be able to relate to you think at dinner, I'm going to be able to listen to anyone. I'm just going to be going, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to go on a 15 minute where you can't even, where you can't even interject. I'm going to be like, let me tell you the thing that's going on with Bitcoin. I don't even know. It's like, you ever heard a conversation between me and Tim Dillon? Nobody's listening. He's doing a podcast to me and I'm doing a podcast to him. We're not even. None of us are even friends anymore. Our friendship happens on podcasts. It's like, hey, do you want to talk tomorrow? It's like, yeah, I'll come on the podcast. That's what it's become. Like, you ever have tried, You ever have a conversation with Bill Burr? I mean, that's a one. He he's been doing a solo podcast. He's the one that let you know it's possible to be an absolute narcissistic psycho and just sit there and talk to yourself for an hour and be absolutely great at it and entertaining. But that's affected his psyche. You ever think about like, you know, when his wife's talking, he's probably going, da, 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 like he does in his podcast. He can't. It has an effect. You become conditioned to what you know. So it's like, who knows what the future's going to be? It's going to be run by AI. I know that. And like I was saying, everyone's scared of AI, but they make our lives better. If we become a bunch of reclusive, skinny, small fucks with big eyes and hands that type, so be it. So be it. You know, maybe we'll, we we won't care, we'll because whatever future generation is like tiny and like crunched over, like we evolve into these crunched over things with like quick, powerful hands and big eyes, like this. The other people will be attracted to that. We're not when you see like a Neanderthal or another type of hominid, you're not attracted to that anymore. But back then, if your name was, because I assume they didn't have full names back then, so I'm I sure the leader of their tribe was. They'd be, yeah. Ooh, uh, or Munu I'm sure there was a cat named Munu Munu. If your name was Munu Munu and you saw Nan Nan Poopoo walking, and she had like a nice fucking hairy uh, body, and there was just the right amount of hair on her tits, and she had a nice little mustache, hairy legs. She had the hair that went from the front to the back. Yeah, like one continuous flow of hair. Not like the guys who was just like different patches of hair, but a nice continuous flow from the back to the front. Yeah, you would wanna, you'd want to move her seaweed to the side. You would definitely take that leaf and be like, yeah, baby. You were, you were into what you knew. It's all Plato's Allegory of the Cave, which is a recurring theme that I'll bring up a lot. You, your reality is what you're exposed to. You ever talk to one of these, you know, Republicans, like they're like, yeah, man, I want the government out of my. Of course you do, dude. You want everyone off your block. There's, you know, four people. You're like, if a stranger comes on your block, you just grab a shotgun and get off my property, goddamn it! Call the sheriff. That's not Jane or Bobby or Tim or Ricky. So they're probably asking for trouble. It's like, dude, no, I'm just fucking delivering. I'm I'm the Amazon guy. Like, goddamn right you are. Get out of here. We don't need no fucking Amazon here okay i don't need your goddamn milk i got my own cow and then of course if you're in the city of course you're going to lean to the left of course you're going to want benefits and because you're more aware of how everything is interwoven and works together as a society and you know you you have to see junkies on the street and poor people and you're like please can you give them a little money so they don't rob me please We need a homeless shelter because they're on the street in my neighborhood. I'll pretend that it's nice. Everyone needs to have a home. Okay, hi, hi. My name's Zoe and yeah, I'm here speaking at the um, city council meeting. We need to do something for these people. They're starving, they're hungry, they're cold, but more importantly, just get them out of my fucking neighborhood, which is what they really mean, which is what everyone really means. So it's, uh, it seems like it's selfless, you know, when you're on the left. I was, I was coming down hard on the left before. I mean, I, someone's going to clip that and just call me like an alt-right Nazi. And that's fine. I already knew I was never going after to. After I saw the switch in the culture, I already knew I would never work in the entertainment business again. All you got to do is a quick Google search of how I used to sell out shows. And that is it. And by shows, I mean Souljowl shows. shoals. Soul Joels. That's ridiculous um none of you guys are typing any questions or anything and i don't blame you because i haven't looked over here at one but now all the hearts are going because i'm giving you some attention we all just want attention it was quiet over here and now look at the hearts going now that you got yeah people are saying clip it yanni long days that's rigorous comb his hair people want me to comb my hair all right so back to these glasses these are the fucking these are the these glasses come with 5 o'clock shadow and a mustache. You remember those guys that used to have the mustache and the 5 o'clock? Sh- yeah. What they call the clit tickler? The 70s clit tickler, baby. So, yeah, that's what's that's what's going on. And um So Fox is getting sued, which is fun. Fox is getting sued. Um uh, Giuliani's getting sued, Trump's getting sued, Lou Dobbs is getting sued. These companies, Dominion, these voting booth companies are just suing. And uh, Fox offered up Lou Dobbs as tribute. They put him down. You got to put somebody down. You got, it's like the mafia rules is behind everything. You know, it's like, look, if somebody came for long days right now, nobody ever will. I mean, we're way too small for anyone to care, which is nice. Right now you want to fly under the radar. You want to be a helicopter right now. You do not want to be a 747 uh, cruise ship in the sky. You do not. Is that what a 747 is? Yeah. The big boys. You don't want to be an Airbus in the sky. Okay. You don't want to be very visible and big and have a lot of passengers. You want to be a fucking helicopter flying low, clear sky, small podcast, little Patreon and just keep it moving, baby. You wanna be a little speedboat right now. You see an iceberg up there, fuck that. It's just a bunch of kids going, burn it down. You go, yeah. You're going, yeah, comedians shouldn't say it's hate speech. You go, yeah. You wanna just be able to fucking get around. You wanna be like Barry Sanders with these fucking woke kids. You see them coming, you just go and hook a hard left. And you can only do that in a speedboat. It takes a long time to turn a cruise ship. That's why the Titanic hit the iceberg, okay? And you will never catch Yanni on a big-ass show, which is analogous to the Titanic, where their kids are going, oh, he's getting some heat? Let me see what he said 20 years ago. Has anyone seen a little video called Love Match, Morisa? <laughs> yeah, um, you didn't understand. You didn't understand? He is on fucking new tasks. Forever, yeah, I'm looking, let the hearts go You know what You know what, though, why not rock the Rock that boat, hard rock I mean, cuz, you're not making any sense They ended it to the other things There's no secret, Bubba's I mean, we got a bunch of people drinking in the chatty In the peanut gallery Nobody's making any sense What are you guys talking about? The hyenas? You just came here three seconds ago No, we're doing a fucking podcast live and you're, you're a part of it. So you always gotta offer up somebody for tribute, okay? Somebody's gotta go down. Lou Dobbs, once they come for your pockets, that's when you find out who your real friends are. Once people start getting into your head, you know, the fears, they go, hey man, this, is, this could be bad, this could be bad, they're coming for your money, they're coming for this. That's when you go, okay, who can we deal with the least on this network? Who's the oldest? It's like an Indian tribe, you know. When a chieftain gets too old, and he's trying to boss people around, and you're going, "All right, yeah, yes, chieftain." Ho, bo, bo, how, ho, ho. wow, we, we believe you, chieftain. You've been the chieftain for forty years. Then they go and they meet amongst themselves, all the twenty and thirty year olds, the millennial Indians. They meet and they go, "You know what? Chief Running Grass has been talking this shit for forty years. The world has changed, okay? He's telling the women to birth, birth to, birth people quick." For them to be promiscuous, this is fucking sexist. We have to do away with Chief Running Grass. So they take Chief Running Grass out to the plains, okay? And they just run and leave him. And his feeble 75-year-old body gets eaten by buffaloes who are, who are catching revenge for what the Indian tribe did to their brethren by eating them. They used to eat buffaloes. They ate a lot of buffaloes. And so Lou Dobbs is tribute. They're going, you know what? We're getting sued for a bill. I think it's like a billion dollars lawsuit or something. Because look, you can say whatever you want, freedom of speech. But also, people can fucking sue you for libel, especially if you're a news organization and not like Mad Magazine or a podcast where you're purporting to tell the, the news Um, You can't just go, you know what, this election was rigged, and then like, what's the proof? And they're like, "Uh, uh, ratings? So they said, you know what, Lou Dobbs, you're 75. Your head's getting heavy, Bubba. It's starting to lean over. Here's a bullet to the back of the head, mafia style. He walked in. He walked in like Joe Pesci at the end of Goodfellas. He got walked in by two old dudes and he said, "He said, I don't get it. Where's my hookers? Where's my? Usually you have a few hookers in here for me and some blow. And I said, uh-uh. Do you think Lou Dobbs does blow? I don't know. But Lou Dobbs is gone. He's gone. He was fired. He was shot in the back of the head. Just like, uh, I don't even remember his name. Rourke? O'Rourke? The, I mean, he was the biggest anchor. Um Colbert played him on the Colbert Report. What was his name? See what happens? You see how quickly people are forgotten? He was the biggest anchor in America. O'Reilly, O'Reilly. Pat O'Reilly. What was his first name? Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly was making like $30 million a year, was the biggest news anchor in the world. That's why fame and all this shit is overrated. You know what I mean? It's like raise your kids, have a good life because nobody fucking cares. You could ask someone right now who Steve Martin is. I bet, do you know who Steve Martin is? Yeah, he does. He's in the business, okay. But if you ask, if you ask most people, do you know who Jackie Gleason is? Yeah. Fuck, you're a good kid. <laughs> you're not helping my point, Drew. Did you like Drew or Andrew? And well, Drew, you well, okay. I'll make it. I'll call you. I'll call you Yanni Longday's personal assistant. No, Drew, Andrew, same shit. Yeah. But um, do you know who uh, Red? Do you know who Red Skelton is? fucking got him you know Red Skelton is right you don't even know when you're 70 yeah yeah Red Skelton was the biggest comedian in America with the biggest show in America uh, he was the biggest comic basically in the country and now nobody knows who he is this was TV uh, you know 50s 40s something like that can you Google it when was when was Red Skelton around yeah he was like he was massive in that range of just like where it, you just had to be white to be in show business They did not allow anything else until Lucy came along and she was married to a Puerto Rican. Was he Puerto Rican? Desi. Desi. Cuban, right? right? From 37 to 71. So for 37 to 71, Red Skelton. So 1971 is not even that long ago. He was old. He was probably still going in his 50s and 60s. His show was the biggest show in America. Nobody knows who he is. So everyone just... Bill O'Reilly's forgotten, dude. I mean, that kid, he was one of the most influential people. His show made shit news possible. Like yeah, I'll oh, shut up you whack job. You know, he used to. He was like this generation's um. Uh, what was his name? Smoked a cigarette. Is it just me? Do do I do I have dementia? Or you also remember? Does anyone remember? Uh, the guy with the cigarette, Mort uh, Morton Downey Jr. There oh, yeah, you go, you you knucklehead, and he'd flick his cigarette and stuff. Like it, it was like the slow creeping of like Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer was a massive hit, and he was a former mayor. He was like a former mayor who just went, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going as lowbrow as you can get. I want people fighting on the stage while people cheer my name, and I just walk around and go, here's my final thought. I have a moral point here, but the point is I just did the most immoral show. So take care of yourself and each other. It's just like AOC. the facts don't matter. Here I am, I'm obviously a narcissist and interested in power and don't want anyone to be able to have thoughts that are independent or that sway from whatever my followers are gonna think because I'm coming for blood. But it's an ideal point of view. So that's what it is. Do as I say, not as I do. Or do as I do, not as I say. Started all with Jerry Springer. He made it possible. If I'm pulling the etymology, if I'm looking at where it started, I think it, it doesn't get the credit. Jerry Springer does not get the credit for the unraveling of America that he should. Jerry, Jerry, can you hear it? When you see, when you see fucking those kids storming the Capitol, you can almost hear it. Jerry, Jerry. When you see AOC talking, you almost killed me, Ted Cruz. A few weeks ago, you almost killed me jerry 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 we should have trans women fighting women in the ufc jerry jerry the president formally known if donald stage was coming to, if he was coming up to stage like a stand-up comic during his inauguration you would be like you might know this guy from pretending to be his own publicist. So journalists would show up and write about him in the gossip columns in the New York Times. You might know this guy from bankrupting every fucking casino he ever tried in Atlantic City. You may know this guy as Fred Trump's son. You may know this guy as the guy who said the Central Park Five should be in prison even though they were all innocent. You may know this guy from his stint as a reality TV show host on a fake company called The Apprentice. Give it up everybody for Donald Trump. Jerry, Jerry. You don't hear the Jerry chants? You don't hear the Native American stomps? Hi, 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 hi. You don't hear it? them going, to, I, we told you, we told you to try to be in balance with nature. hi, 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 hi. Anytime the environment's a little off, you just hear, Jerry, Jerry. As America's crumbling, you just hear, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Hillary Clinton, well, we came, we saw he died. Jerry, Jerry. The history hyena's breaking up. Jerry, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) It's all crumbling down. Miley Cyrus, Jerry, I would love to have sex with, I don't know if my wife's watching, but I would love to have sex with Miley Cyrus just to know what it's like to have sex with a beautiful woman, and then when you're done, she sounds like a man, you ever heard her voice, she's like, hey, how you doing, it's Miley Cyrus, how you doing, my voice sounds like I transitioned into a trans man, but I am a beautiful woman, Malibu, Malibu, you never heard it? Her Miley Cyrus sounds like if a Marlboro's could talk. She sounds like a cigarette speaking English. I like that voice. But I wasn't thinking about her. I got my um I got my former child stars confused cuz Miley Cyrus went on to have a great career. She's very talented, has a great voice, beautiful unique face. I'm talking about Amanda Bynes. Wow. If there was an allegory for America, it's Amanda Bynes. She was a whole, she played, she did that movie where she pretended to be a boy to play, to make the soccer team. And then she fell in love with a guy and the guy started having gay thoughts. And instead of him gay bashing her, like what happened in the, the movie, what was that other movie? It's, I don't remember anything. You think it was the crying game? The, no, not the crying game. The one that, that caught a lot of heat because, what's her name? Hillary Swank was in it. Oh, 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 Boys Don't Cry. So Boys Don't Cry was a movie before Wokeness where Hillary Swank, when people were allowed to be actors, like if you needed a, you know, if you needed a, co- nowadays, if you need a cockroach in the scene and you do a CGI, they're going, wait a second. We need a real cockroach. If you have someone in a wheelchair and you're like, we can get Tom Cruise to be in it. He's a big movie star. They go, what the fuck are you talking about? He's able. That's ableist. Get somebody in a wheelchair. That was This was at the time where you could be an actress. So Hilary Swank played uh, basically a trans man who the guys found out she was she was a boy. I, she was a girl and she was pretending to be a boy. And they did some horrible things to her, some real small town stuff, which was really bad, okay? Now, Amanda Bynes made a Disney version of that where she did the same exact thing, um, but the friend she was hanging out with who was a guy fell in love with her, even though he started having like found himself having strange thoughts. That would be like if I started having strange thoughts about you and um, and then I'm like, oh my God, I guess I'm gay. And then I fucked him and then I realized you're a girl and I go, oh God, why did you do that to me? Why'd you do that to me? I'm not a gay guy. You're a girl. It's appropriate. So they made the Disney version of that. You know, that would be weird, right? You fall in love with a guy and you're like, why am I having strange feelings about this guy? I must be gay. And then you're like, all right, let me go test it out. And then you go and you, You bang another dude and you like kind of like it a little bit and then you realize that the guy you just banged is a girl the crying game remember that that was like when we were in high school everyone would say no we just thought she was like the one woman in the world who used to be a man when you talk about this stuff you feel the fear just come up you're going how how do i say this how does your gen your generation dealing with this big time right where you have to say the right thing, or are you just a kid from Jersey and you say whatever you want? Yeah, yeah you're from Jersey, yeah. Your, your father votes Trump. Your dog's a firefighter. You don't give a shit. Yeah, your dad's a firefighter. I could tell. You can see a kid's face and know that his parent, that he, he got born after his dad was drinking a bunch of Miller Lights watching the Jets. <laughs> yeah, what's your last name? Kamanucci? Malik. Malik. Yeah that's a real Immigrant fucking That's, an, that's a stew right there yeah. Like it's a real stew Of just like Dirty faced white guy coming, coming over from Europe He meets another woman They grunt at each other Have a beer Make your dad Who was a fireman And then you come out And you're like I'm gonna be a filmmaker And they're like You're gay <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's like You're gonna be a firefighter Right You're like No I wanna be like John Cassavetes They're like Alright my son's gay And then he just goes to the bar And drinks it away right Pretty right. much yeah I know your dad's a tough guy, and you're like, Dad, I'm going to go live my dream. Here's my camera. Pose for me. He's going to get the fuck out of here. It's my, it's my son. I call him my daughter. So Tom Brady won another one. We're at the 50-minute mark. Tom Brady. I'm wearing both glasses. And I didn't even know it. I didn't even know I put both on. Tom Brady set our country backwards. He set our country backwards again being a straight white male, Republican, Trump supporter, winning the Super Bowl. He won an MVP and I just think that that's wrong when there was a more deserving candidate on the field, okay? The MVP should've went to that woman who was refereeing, okay? She's gonna make history and go unacknowledged. How great is that that you ref your first game Uh, In the Super Bowl, and now you're the most famous ref in America. (laughs) You're just the most famous. This is just going to get, it's just going to get hilarious. Refs are fine. Like, you could ref. Like, that's, that works. But, like, some uh, Vanderbilt football had a female kicker who, like, I think she didn't, I don't know if she kicked in the game. Look, if you can kick, if there wasn't a better argument for how football should get rid of field goal kickers and extra points I think it might be the Vanderbilt girl. you're playing a game where guys get their collarbones broken and then go back out there for the second half, if you can play in that sport as a woman, that position should be eliminated. Why do we have extra? What's the point of the extra? They're not even football players. They're converted soccer players. There's some guy named Fabrizio Passanadita who comes in and the whole game is riding on his foot. After these guys sacrificed their bodies, fought, tears and blood, they got concussions. They won't remember their names, okay? Do you remember the VH1 special, Where Are They Now? They're going to do a football one, a football version called Where Am I Now? About re- retired football players. The first episode's Wes Walker. That kid has no idea where the fuck he is. He's like, where am I? Who am I? The NFL would, is going to get this podcast canceled now. They have the, they have the power to do it. They had, remember that when they were trying to keep concussions underground and then Will Smith made a movie and it was out. The secret was out. The secret was out. Like we didn't know when Jim McMahon, you, you did an interview and he was like, what did I just say? 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 When Phil Sims gets up and he goes, ah, ah, ah. you ever hear, you ever, you know, that old OJ walk? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's like when I look at my penis now, it has that old OJ walk. Just kind of like, yeah. you've been through a lot, son. Your fucking knees are broken. Ah, ah. So, yeah, we should eliminate that position, dude. There should be no field goal kicker. It's not even a football player. Wait, the field goal also? Yeah, the field. What the fuck's the point of the field goal? Now guys can kick from over 50 yards. So you're kicking from your other side of the field, and he's a guy. Does he play in the game? He doesn't even play in the game. He's on the sidelines, and then he comes in, and then the game ends on his foot. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine that? Can you imagine basketball if it's like there's a timeout, Right. There's a timeout. Right. And they're like, OK, all these guys, five guys that did it. Right. Fucking 96 bulls. You know, Pip and Jordan, Rodman, Luke Longley. They all hate Jordan. That's besides the point. All right. Did you want to win? That's what that's how I played. All right. Fucking watch the documentary. So um, and they go, all right, timeout. And they go, All right. We just need we need a three pointer to win this. And then you see Drew on the sidelines just warming up and he's doing this. He's gonna give it to me and he's got a slingshot and he just goes and from the fucking half court, he does a slingshot yeah. and then they win. Is that, that's exactly what it is, right? Poor Greek kid doesn't know how to comb his hair. Do my, does my hair look that bad, you animals? And do you know what you look like? You know what? You look like you're spending your day staring at an Instagram live while I podcast like a crazy person. My nickname is, my new nickname is Yanni the Crazy, by the way, Clani Yanni. So you're going to talk about my fucking hair. Look at you. You're sitting in your underwear. You're sniffing your own ass because you're sitting alone. And there's not one person on this planet who doesn't check out his ass smell when he's alone, or at least the balls. You're a loser. Boys don't cry. Yes. Hunter S. Pappas. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Finally a funny one. Hillary Swank saved a bunch of kids from the hood and taught them how to succeed. Also very funny. Um I miss those movies. Those are fun. Nobody had a better joke than uh, Bill Burr in that. He was like, you know, they make those buddy movies where he's like <laughs> He's like he said, me and my black friend, he's like, I don't go to his neighborhood and try to save a school, and he never teaches me how to dance. We just take the train home and I just get off at about 15 stops before him. <laughs> Bill Burr joke old school comedy to go we did that we filmed that with him a long time ago long time ago so I got through everything here except for Marjorie Taylor Greene who is my new boo I mean how great is she she is the congresswoman from Georgia who got removed from a bunch of committees and when she speaks first of all if you think my eyes are close together take a look at her She's got like one eye in the middle her eyes looks like when you when you just stare off at somebody and the eyes just come into one and she's going like yeah I was just reading a bunch of stuff I um I looked at her testimony and I truly said to myself this is a good time to be alive the previous 20 year run was great and it was all it was all bread and circus and fun and like It was a boom and the internet and the economy was booming and it was the most comfortable time to be alive. But then I saw her and I said, now we are officially in the funniest time ever in American history. Nero was pretty fun during the, like we're right at the collapse, right before it gets tragic. It's gonna be tragic after this, but for like another 10 years, I'm gonna predict, it's gonna be hilarious. And what I mean by hilarious is an elected congresswoman standing up there going, guys, I just am here um, to say sorry um, about calling Jews in control of the weather and creating lightning bolts to distract us from the fact that Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi were, um, you know, controlling people's minds through Tesla cars. I apologize because what happened was I was using Google. Did you hear that part? Where you go? I use Google. And I was led to believe it was at a time where I was questioning everything the media was saying. So I, start, I began to Google. I was using Google, y'all. And I went on this site and I found out that uh, Chuck Schumer was actually a weather-controlling Jew who could create lightning bolts and fire them at red-blooded Americans. So I joined the Congress to stop these Jew-controlling monsters. I apologize for that. I am sorry. I'm sorry. And you're just going like, this woman is an intellectual and misunderstood. She's a misunderstood intellectual. She got to the bottom of all this. She cracked the code. And here she is being forced to apologize, humiliate herself for figuring it out. It's a sad time in America. It's a sad time. I know I previously said it was funny, but it is sad. When a great mind like hers, can be can be assaulted like that can be maligned like that her good name her cogent sound theories always always follow the money and she did she did a research she said it i googled a few things <laughs> now andrew over here has grown up he's only like what do you say 23 so you were 19 when Trump was elected. So your adult life, this has just been normal. But me and Jesse remember a day where like adults sounded like adults. Do you remember that? Like an adult would, you know, sound like an adult. Now look at us. We, we look like, we look like, if you took us right now and did a class photo of us and put us next to our class photo from seventh grade, you'd be like, wow, he's still got the same sneakers. I mean, so that's how you know. When adults are acting like kids, you know, lowest common denominator or get, uh, is becoming elected. I mean, we put Joe Biden in office. I mean, the kid, he's gonna die soon, not a long time. This is Yanni. Her hate for Jews, her hate for Jews grew after watching that documentary Borat. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a New Yorker over here. I can I can hear his accent here. Yeah, I'm a New Yorker over here. Over here, I'm a F-word from 1960, F-word New Yorker over here. So that's exactly what this tweet said. This is it, this is what you would expect from a New Yorker. His comment is, yeah, I'm a New Yorker over here. Here I'm a F. And then there's a bunch of signs. F 1960s, F fucking New Yorker over here. <laughs> Jesus used Google. Yeah, I love you guys, all of you. Thanks for tuning in. Um, Here's the most important part. We're getting our stuff together. I will start reading names from the Patreon next week. But the Patreon's up. Um, Our bonus episodes are crushing. People really love them. Um, All types of character pieces, uh, videos are going to start. We're just up and running. So thank you to all the Patreon members. Your names, all of them will be read. Keep the tradition of funny names. I'm going to read them all. Um, Go to patreon.com slash Yanni, long days, all one word, join up, join it, become a part of it, tell your friends, that's the most important part, as always, posting your stories, and um, spread the word, I'll talk to you next week, America.